Welcome to Learning with Lowell. I'm your host, Lowell Thompson. We cover biotech and science-related topics on the show, such as startups working on antibiotic drugs or colon cancer, to venture capitalists talking about funding and how that worked, to people talking about how they found a science-backed startup. Two, and this is one of my favorite parts, people talking about specific science-related topics, such as whales or protein engineering. You're really going to get a lot, and it's all going to be about science on this podcast. Today we're joined by Dr. Tian Li, a postdoctoral researcher in the Department of Materials Science and Engineering at the University of Maryland. She has been named Forbes' prestigious 30 under 30 2018 for energy in recognition for her contributions to what the magazine describes as the remarkable scientific breakthrough of transparent wood. Basically, we get into what she's developed, the applications of it, how transparent wood can be used for solar panels, for insulation, you name it, we get into it. So let's go. I figured we would kind of go over like the transparent wood and then like the performance cool stuff and then like the nano wood. Yeah. I actually feel like there was a, for all the projects I've, and there were, there's, there's one that I'm particular like interested in is to use this wood structure for like many purposes for transparent wood, nano wood and the, the ones that I, I, I sent you for the solar steam generation is basically, which is basically desalinate, like purify water using solar energy. So all this is being done using the wood strap. So I really like this topic because to reuse wood and rethink wood, like to design it for you know, multiple purposes that we didn't think of before. It's, it's actually for many benefits. Wood itself is, is not like steel or concrete. Wood actually stores carbon dioxide instead of emitting it. So by using more and more wood to replace, like for example, like glass, concrete, steel, non-sustainable materials. We're actually saving the planet. It's not like using more trees. It's actually, well, because like in, to grow the trees, like during the growth of the trees, you actually store the carbon dioxide. You, form, you actually are using very like benign cycle of using the wood, wood cycle, which is a much more environment friendly, environmentally friendly way. Like till now, well, we have published uh, several works. Like there's act- actually another one, but uh, because I wasn't the first author with that paper, so I didn't send to you. But if you're interested, I can talk about it as well. It's uh, also part of the, the group's work. It's using super strong wood, like to make wood of even better strength compared with that of steel or concrete. We call it super wood, like super strong, like super wood. And the work was actually published in Nature, in the, um, the Nature the Journal, very high impact journal. So to use that, like uh, the super still, super strong wood, to use that in replacement of concrete and steel, you are potentially largely reducing the emission of carbon dioxide. And there are many other benefits as well. Like wood has many economic and uh, environmental benefits. Another example would be transparent wood. Like we're using transparent wood to replace glass because glass also takes like many years to decompose. The shattered glass not only you know, cost danger, like, well, typically it's, it's, it's going to be very sharp, scattered. Not only it could cost danger, but it also takes, like, a really long, to, long time to decompose. Transparent wood will be different because the wood itself is biodegradable. Then you kind of help in a way to eliminating the, the glass contaminates. And also, wood has very unique combination of high strength and high toughness. You know, actually in materials, this, these two properties doesn't always come up together. Sometimes you get material of high strength, but it's very brittle. 
And sometimes you get material that is very, very tough, but、uh, of limited strength. But the wood is is very interesting. This material is very interesting. It's、um, of、um, both high strength and high toughness. We are trying to. We are also trying to improve both. Like for example, glass. It could easily shatter. Like if you,、um, you know, with heat. If it's hit by a flying debris. Like for example, some kids is playing football outside the window, right? So you actually would be concerned that the shattered glass would cause danger to the pedestrians and the cars passing by. And also, like during Earth, the shattered glass would,、uh, you know, be a major concern. But transparent wood is different. It's kind of like inherit. Inherit like the mechanical properties of wood. It's actually very tough. So we actually showed in a video like try like like for example, if you just use a hammer to hammer down to a piece of glass and transparent wood, the glass would shatter right away into like many many small pieces. But the transparent wood stayed intact. So I think that would be one of the、uh, strengths, you know, one of the material advantages of using transparent wood over glass. That is okay. So we'll talk about using super wood to replace the concrete steel, which is basically the outsiding of the buildings, and using transparent wood to replace glass, which is basically the window part. And we've also looked into using re-engineering wood. To replace the thermal insulation layers of the building, you know, all the buildings that we have, they have a particular thermal insulation layer, and we wanted the building to be well insulated so that the air conditioning energy stays inside, the heat would stay inside, like during the winter, and the cold air will stay inside as well. So you don't want this thing, you know, you don't want this air conditioning energy to be leaking all the time. This means that you always have to turn on the air condition. So if if it's perfectly insulated, you don't need that much energy to cool down or to heat up the house anymore. The typical house would have this layer. Right now, like the typical materials used for high thermal insulation are kind of like we consider not as good materials. They either of a poor performance. Not that、uh, well insulated, or they are very bad environment. One example is the styrofoam. The styrofoam is, you know, like the cup we use to drink coffee every morning. Like the cup、um, is very well insulated. It, it has good thermal insulation capability, but it's so bad for environments. It's basically the styrofoam. It's like it, it doesn't decompose. It is going like the seas, the oceans. It's going to stay in the trash pile forever. We develop this. We call this nanowood, which is basically we are using the nano structure inside the wood, extract the components. That conduct heat and keep the components that doesn't. The the final product is,、uh, looks great.、Uh, right. It's because that is mainly cellulose that's being built inside the nano porous structure of wood. Well, this way, and we are measuring thermal conductivity similar to that of styrofoam, meaning that it's as well insulated. As the you know, best performance styrofoam,、uh, so that is so that is、uh, one of our published work as well. So yeah, I'm、uh, particularly interested in using the wood structure for many purposes that we didn't think of before. Do you ever envision a time where like someone could make a like a transparent boat out of the wood material? Could you see someone like? Making the whole、yeah. lot of it, and you know, actually, this is not the first time that I got this question. I remember that when we just got the work published, that we got a lot of inquiries from companies or even like just the, you know different people. And there was actually I got this question, like they they were saying that whether we can use that to build a boat. 
Well, the answer is yes. Like one day we can, and it should be soon. And we are trying to commercializing the products. The main work to do is to is to scaling the process up. The good news is that it's relatively easy to scale up because it's rather compatible with the existing, you know, paper and wood infrastructure. So it is very similar. Like for example, well, the process like to make wood transparent, or the first remove uh, use a chemical to remove the pigmentation which is thickening inside the wood. So that is you know the same that make wood looks brownish. And we would remove that. And that is actually a process that was commonly used in papermaking industry. You see, all the papers used, like print paper, you know, the reason why it's white, like it's actually made of uh, cellulose. It was it's made of cellulose. And cellulose, many cellulose come from, there are many sources, and the trace is one of the main source. So to remove the pigmentation is a process that was commonly done in papermaking industry. And then there was an infiltration of the refract index matching material. It shouldn't be a limitation. It's actually just called process that could just need a large enough vacuum box for the polymer infiltration. And for the wood cutting, and I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's pretty, it's a pretty mature technology. Like they have this Swiss roll, they call it Swiss roll cutting method. It's basically you have wood log and they kind of peel it, like peel and press to make a really large wood panel. So that is a quite mature technology as well. And wood itself is very abundant. It has a, it's very abundant. So consider about like the process and the material required. And we actually calculated uh, the cost. These are, you know, both the material cost and the process cost. It seems to be at a very reasonable price. So uh, I think it should be soon that we can you know, make large scale transparent wood board to make furnitures, like cars and the boats and you know, like that. I think it'd be awesome to see, especially people who like water, having like a see-through boat would be such a cool thing. I mean, a transparent building as well. I mean, that'd be really cool as well. So, but two questions. One, how, so to, to clarify, like the the kind of the neat thing is about having like the, the industry kind of mature is that you can come in and add the additional process and then like it's pretty easy setup. Is that like a good summary of what you just said? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's compatible with the industry available uh, infrastructure. Yeah. So then yeah. how have you made any samples for your, like, have you made you know, like a window for yourself and put it in your house and been like, I got the first one or? Oh, uh, not yet. Like <laughs> the, uh, we are, we are getting the money to, you know, ha- to gather the necessary equipment, like large enough vacuum box and stuff like that. We're putting together a scale up lab. So, so right now it's really, really just limited to the, the wood block that we can purchase online and the, the existing lab equipment, like vacuum box, the container or the chemical treatments. Would you be able to, like, if, if someone were to make like a wood cup, like instead of using like a plastic bottle, would they be able to like make a wood cup and it be able to drink from it and not have a problem? Yeah, sure. Like actually the, well, Wood sometimes itself is cannot resist moisture, like I mean untreated wood. But the transparent wood is different. Well, because the infiltrated polymer kind of function as encapsulation layer, it's actually more water resistant. Yeah, for cup, yeah, definitely. I'm kind of curious who all is a part of your team helping make this so more people can. Like once you know you get the funding and stuff, is it you and like like another person, or are you like going it alone? So it's actually the lab. 
lab is led by Dr. Liang Binghu. He is the PI, like my advisor. I'm his postdoc. So we have a team. There's another person. He was a visiting professor, like from, he was a visiting professor from China, but he went back. He was here for about like one half or two, two years. And there's another person. So it's actually the team is growing <laughs> because they are, we are looking at different aspects of transparent wood, like thermal properties. Optical properties and gala process and tuning the transmission and optical haze. So it's, I, no one can do this alone. So we are working as a team and, um, for this product. Yeah. And we actually have, besides the paper that I sent you, uh, we have two, currently we have two other published paper. One is looking at the anisotropic properties of transparent wood because the transparent wood have the wood has these small channels inside and they are aligned along the wood growth direction so making the wood panel you know they have different property in different direction like they would call it anisotropic optical property and mechanical properties and there's another paper that we use this no transparent wood to coat it on top of a solar cell panel. And what happens is that, see, like, um, the, we immediately observe and enhance the efficiency of solar cell by simply put a transparent wood on top. And this, this is actually because that, so it's really, the transparent wood is really hazy. It means that light, when light passes through, it gets all diffusive. So when we coat it on top of a solar cell, so what happens is like, uh, what happens is that so light coming in to the solar cell, but in all different angles and all these angles would help to enhance the chance, the photon, like the light being captured inside of solar cell. It's basically, so if you don't have that, the coding, the light get you know, kind of like get directly through the solar cell. It's because, well, so for solar cells, you want a solar cell to be thick enough so that all the light that goes in doesn't get transmitted while they get all absorbed. But the same is you cannot have infinite thickness solar cell. You have to consider like how heavy the solar cell panel is and the material cost. So it typically of a limited thickness. So what happens is that I mean cold transparent wood on top, the light instead of go straight in, they go in in all different angles. So now the light goes into the solar cell, have a larger angle, and then it will get bounced back and forth within the solar cell. That kind of making the light traveling path longer. So that is, that is the reason like why the light have a higher chance to be captured and to generate electricity. That's awesome. So it's kind of like the, it goes through and it kind of gets trapped a little bit as well so it bounces back and then yes. gets yeah that's awesome that's that's yeah. really neat yeah yeah it's a kind of kind of like photon recycling scheme for solar cells actually i was uh, i'm doing my postdoc here in my phd i did my phd in university of maryland as well in electrical engineering uh, department i was mainly working on the solar cells I'm actually a solar cell person. Do you envision yourself continuing to be like a PhD scientist or are you going to be like moving into like a business type role? I'm actually, so I've done my PhD and right now it's postdoc is basically a transition phase. I'm applying for faculty position this year. 
So I'll be a professor in some other university. Now, which university? I'm not sure yet because it really depends on the opening now.、Uh, is there like, do you have like a dream place that you were like, oh, it'd be so cool if I could work here? Definitely.、Uh, you know, there are two very good universities in around San Jose. One is Stanford, one is Berkeley. But it's going to competition. It's going to be fierce. It, it, you know, I ever think like, it, you ever heard the saying like a big fish in a small pond? So what if you're actually like a small fish, and there's like a bunch of people more genius and smart than you are? <laughs> well, that's a good question. I do. I think. Well, I do. Yeah. But I know that top university competition is really fierce because they only have one or two positions open, like typically, and it also depends on the area that they are interested in. Like the, maybe the search committee will just be interested in a particular area, and you happen to be, you know, that person of the. The right background, they will find you. Not, and even though you have many works done, and they probably would, you know, <laughs> move to another candidate. Well, if they don't pick you, it's their loss. That's what I'm gonna say. You've been all over the world, right? I think you got a degree in China, Shenzhou. Yeah. Shenzhou. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where kind of you say that. I was hoping I can get a position in one of the two universities, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I can only hope. Anyone from Stanford? Or Stanford and、uh, Berkeley. Anyone at those places connect with this lady. The, <laughs> the, if, if if that weren't to work out, what would you do as like a fallback? Like being like a mad scientist in like a laboratory somewhere. So to be a professor is actually the main work. Is like besides teaching, would be just like conduct the own lab. So that's、uh, what I want to do. Because right now it's like the my the lab PI is、uh, Dr. Liang Binghu, like he's my advisor. I want to have my own lab, so so that's what it means to you know, become faculty, like teaching the courses and conduct the research that interests me within the lab. So I guess that should be, and that should be very exciting. I was hoping to I I will apply this year. In one of your papers, it said that the. Thermoelectric material would go up to like three、oh, thousand、yeah. k instead of fifteen hundred k. So I was curious, like, why from from a person who's not, I guess, as smart, but like, why is that significant? I mean, I guess it doubles it. So I mean, in that sense, like, it, the numbers make it seem pretty cool. But like, why from like a science standpoint is that really significant? Yeah, that's actually a good question. So that is the the motivation, or we call the impact of the work of the work. So upon so right now the thermoelectric generation is、uh, like generation from thermal energy to useful electricity is limited under one thousand four hundred kelvin, which is because most material would degrade after that, and we use this materials reduce graphene oxide. It's basically just carbon. You know, actually, carbon is the is the last material that would sublime under high temperature. It has the highest、uh, sublimation temperature, so it is the perfect material for high temperature application. What happens is that for the efficiency for thermal to electricity generation is limited by the Carnot efficiency. The ultimate operation temperature. Is can determine the the Carnot efficiency. Like for example,、uh, if this can operate on three thousand Kelvin, Carnot efficiency, which is basically the theoretical efficiency limit, is ninety percent. So it's rather high. If it's for example under around room temperature, it will be around.、Uh, it's it's much lower. It's really around like when you have a cold side and you you have hot side.、Uh, if it's room temperature, probably around ten. Ten percent, a typical thermoelectric device. This efficiency limit is is much higher. 
So for example, the current limits when it's 1,400 Kelvin, then the kernel efficiency is about 70%. We can operate around 3,000 Kelvin, then that's 90%. And uh, we also envision some application, like um, some places that we can use this type of material. Like for example, you know, there's like in Arizona and in some like really hot areas, they have this, they call the solar tower which is basically they concentrating all the solar all the solar light into one spot. So this one spot is extremely hot and you are converting the hotness, like you're converting this high temperature into electricity. And this is also limited by the typically below 1,400 Kelvin. So it's, it's rather limiting. And it, you know, it's actually, it's actually quite easy to raise the temperature of this hot spot. Like the, um, I use, actually, I was on a project that's in, uh, in Italy. We're working on an outdoor solar concentrator. You know, this one slice of lens can like burn your jacket like quite easily. And there was, I have a, a lab mate. He was carrying a slice of lens. He didn't, because he didn't know it, but there was another lab mate who happened to be walking past him. And he passed the focal point of this lens, and his jacket get a burn like right away. It is it's actually the the, the temperature at the focal point of the lens can raise to easily over three thousand Kelvin. You know, the temperature of the sun is six thousand Kelvin. So if we will be able to concentrate more heat into the focal point, and we can use this solar power to a higher efficiency. And this material that you know the material we propose that can operate around 3,000 Kelvin can can at least increase twice the concentration ratio of the current uh, solar power solar tower. So that paper is actually that paper. Well, I think all my other papers during the postdoc study on is all wood based. It's all using the wood structure. But that one is using the carbon carbon-based material, another application, like thermoelectric generation. Kind of kind of jumping a little bit, but is it possible for the wood to stay alive? Like, could you treat a tree with the chemical so, like, it's a, like it's transparent, and then you can have a forest full of green leaves? Would it kill it? Mm-hmm. Would you kill a tree if you used it? Uh, like, after making it transparent? Yeah, like, if I, like, took a tree and, like, tried making it transparent, would it kill it? I, I feel like yeah, as long as you cut the roots of the trees, then it won't leave anymore, right? Like you won't be able to absorb the nutrients, like the waters from underground. Yeah, well, if you cut it into the wood board, like the wood board, like our wooden furniture and wooden doors, wouldn't consider it life, right? Because it doesn't have the root anymore, right? So it won't grow, like definitely. You don't want your furniture to grow. Right? Kind of cool. <laughs> they grow. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay. Maybe you have a wooden table, and then you find that it gets taller and taller every day. Yeah, well, it makes me feel like I'm getting shorter and shorter every day. Something to look forward <laughs> yeah. to. But, yeah. So I get so uh, in in essence, it does. There's no way to like treat a tree and make it transparent and it not. Die. Well, it had the roots. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, you know, this process involves like removal of the pigmentation, which is lignin in trees. In nature, there are some fungals can do that. It's actually people firstly found that, you know, the, the, the lignin can be removed by studying these fungals. There are some like fungals, they can make the, the trees, part of the trees white. Well, the tree will still be, you know, uh, the tree will still be there. They're fully functional trees, but part of the trees will become white just because of the fungals there. 
I think the fungus digested the the ligament. And like the fungus eat away, like eat away the pigment pigments in that. So it's actually the ligony removal is step one of making the wood transparent. The other step is um, infiltrate the refract index matching material. Like in this case, it's polymer. In in my work, yeah, like you well at least the removal of the ligony seems to be okay for the trace. The traces maybe if you feel polymer there. The wood can be partially, a part of the trace can be transparent, but it's still growing. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. You have a transparent growing tree. Uh, you can imagine like a a portion of a, a city has like those, like they always have trees and stuff, and you just make them transparent. That'd be, I don't know. Yeah, only if it didn't hurt the tree. I'd feel bad if I hurt the tree. Especially if there's like, if there's like, I always picture like an owl living in a, like a circular hole in the center of a tree. Like they don't really do that. I mean, it's like sometimes they do, but it'd be really cool. Like you see inside the tree and like see what's living in there. Actually, I I think it was last year or the year before. I think it's the year before. I went to a workshop. It's called Wood at Work Workshop in New York, and the workshop is all about the wood growth, like wood transportation and wood industry in U.S. It's actually using the wood material. Like um, they are all, or they are all like uh, they are either farmers that grow trees or are responsible for the wood transportation or the construction company that using wood. So uh, they are all, there's one goal they all want for people to use more and more wood <laughs> because it actually gives a better circle of uh, regrow the wood. There are some type of wood that grows really fast, grow the wood and to uh, transport it and recycle it. And it's actually recycle wood is much easy like com- compared with other material. I recycle it and make it into like wood-based materials, like papers, wood pillars, stuff like that. So there's one thing that they all want to for people to use more and more wood. Does it matter what type of wood? Could you could you do it to any wood as long? Yeah. So actually, the all the works that I I was describing, like super strong wood, transparent wood, and nano wood, the process is universal for all species wood. Because all wood have all these channels inside. These small channels, all wood has those channels. Because these channels are essential for transportation of the ions and nutrition for the photosynthesis process. All this, so the process is universal for all species of wood. Would there be any benefit in one wood over another one, solar properties? So actually, the for the economic properties, yes. Like for the economic purpose, yes. Because you want... Some wood that grows fast, you know, like we actually typically do our experiments using American basswood because it's the type of wood that grows really fast. Then how how see-through is the wood? Because you mentioned it's kind of hazy. So like, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. So like compared to like a normal window. We actually, even for the hazy wood, like uh, the light still get trans. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, it's transmitted in a diffusive way. So light does not get like straight passing through like that of like glass it's kind of like get passive but in a diffusive way so that's what we call it haze the total transmission is actually similar to that of glass except that it looks like kind of like frosted glass so this is actually another direction that we're working on the lab is to tune the haze so that 
We want to make transparent wood hazy. Also, we want to make transparent wood as clear as glass. So for different purposes, like for example, the ones like we put on top of solar cells, we want it to be hazy because we want light、uh, directions, scattering direction to be changed after passing. And but for windows, you want kind of want you want to see through. So that's why we want to lower the haze. We actually are working on it, trying to tune different haze for transparent wood. Things that interest you else in the field, like what other cool things are going on? Actually, yeah, we have. I'm currently working on other projects. Also wood-based for more in applications. There are some like really advanced applications, like uh to uh manipulate the ion transportation, like using wood, and it could be used for many advanced devices as well, like wearable device. You know, because like humans, like hu like us, the signal transport. Within human body is based on ion, and we actually, you know, so it's it's actually very good material like wood to be is very compatible with human body. So we are working on、uh, there are many currently actively going projects. So the work I I really cannot talk about it and until we get published. Yes, I was we definitely would have work work coming. Yeah, and I feel this wood based you know functional materials devices is really interesting. People and like surprisingly like before people rarely would like look wood in this way. And now that after into the details, like in wood structures, and we feel that it really can be used for、uh, many new applications. Especially like people who like natural type stuff, like they're gonna really love it. What's a good way to learn more and follow along as you develop this type of technology? Like for people, is there like a a newsletter, like a like you mentioned labs and stuff? Is there like a good way to just like follow along and learn more? I I think our groups have some might have some news updates. They it should get updated once in a while, but I'm actually not sure. I feel like the group website hasn't been updated for a long time. Do like a Google Scholar alert, like put your name in Google Scholar, and whenever you have like something new come out, it'll just auto let people know. That could be something. Yeah, yeah. I think Google. Well, I yeah, I think Google Scholar profile. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm actually not sure how you get updated. I'll figure it out. I'll add like a little section in the audio, but this is how you figure it out. I can. You can put the um our groups websites like because the groups is working on a lot of other wood based materials.、They、actually, use wood like carbonized wood for capacitors or batteries. That sound is the first author is not, but it's part of the group work because I'm currently a postdoc that um like. Basically, you know, postdoc do the work and <laughs> advice is like boss. Like he run the, he's, he's like running the higher level. So maybe you can put a link, uh, to the uh, a group website. I I can send you the link. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Is that a cat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Every, a cat and a baby. Yeah, everyone likes you over there. <laughs> do、right. you have a pet? No, just my girlfriend. She's not really a pet though. Uh, last question then is, are there? Do you have any book like? Book recommendations or stuff like that, where people can learn and read more. Because I, I like to. I'm a big book reader. Like I like reading. So like anything you recommend,、um, I'm gonna read it. Well, because it's rather new, so we haven't had a chance to put into chapter books yet. So the、uh, typically it will be just papers, like download it, you can download it from the the different journal website. But I know that is is a pain because、uh, they they require to pay a certain fee. So that's.、Uh, Actually, I'm considering putting the. I'm actually considering putting the、um, paper downloading link, like the PDF link, to my personal website, so that people can they can just click and get、uh, get access to the PDF. That'd be awesome. 
Yeah, I'm not yeah. accustomed in doing that, yeah. Yeah, you produced it. You should be able to do that. And that was Dr. Tian Li. We get into a bit of her life, what she's developed as transparent wood, solar panels. The applications are really endless. Boats. I mean, come on. We talked about see-through boats. So <laughs> I think there's a lot here that everyone enjoyed. Let me know what you think. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We can be found on Twitter at LowellThisYear, Facebook, and on the website, learningwithlowell.com. Also sign up for the newsletter where you can hear amazing content every Monday, new episodes every Tuesday, and new blog posts around every Thursday. Remember to share and tell your friends. Please and thank you.